0: Hey friends, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Calvary app with our reading plan. Today, we continue our reading journey as we are on day 28 of our Bible reading plan. Our goal is to fall more in love with the Word of God as we listen to the truths behind it. So follow along or let me read this over you, but we're jumping in today, starting in Psalm 128. Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in obedience to Him. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Yes, this will be the blessing for the man who fears the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you live to see your children's children. Peace be on Israel. Psalm 129 They have greatly oppressed me from my youth. Let Israel say, They have greatly oppressed me from my youth, but they have not gained the victory over me. Plowmen have plowed my back and made their furrows long, but the Lord is righteous. He has cut me free from the cords of the wicked. May all who hate Zion be turned back in shame. May they be like grass on the roof, which withers before it can grow. A reaper cannot fill his hands with it, nor one who gathers fill his arms. May those who pass by not say to them, The blessings of the Lord be on you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Psalm 130 Out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, so that we can with reverence serve you. I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord. More than watchmen wait for the morning, more than watchmen wait for the morning. Israel. Put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with Him is full redemption. He Himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. Psalm 131 My heart is not proud, Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. But I have calmed and quieted myself. I am like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forever. Psalm 132 Lord, remember David and all his self-denial. He swore an oath to the Lord. He made a vow to the Mighty One of Jacob. I will not enter my house or go to my bed. I will allow no sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids till I find a place for the Lord a dwelling for the mighty one of Jacob. We heard it in Ephrathah. We came upon it in the fields of Jair. Let us go to his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool, saying, Arise, Lord, and come to your resting place, you and the ark of your might. May your priests be clothed with your righteousness. May your faithful people sing for joy. For the sake of your servant David, do not reject your anointed one. The Lord swore on an oath to David, a sure oath he will not revoke. One of your own descendants I will place on your throne. If your sons keep my covenant and the statutes I teach them, then their sons will sit on your throne forever and ever. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling, saying, This is my resting place forever and ever. Here I will sit enthroned, for I have desired it. I will bless her with abundant provisions. Her poor I will satisfy with food. I will clothe her with priests and salvation. And her faithful people will ever sing for joy. Here I will make a horn grow for David and set up a lamp for my anointed one. I will clothe his enemies with shame, but his head will be adorned with a radiant crown. Psalm 133 How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessings, even life forevermore. Psalm 134 Praise the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who minister by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion, he who is the maker of heaven and earth. Psalm 135 Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise him, you servants of the Lord, you who minister in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord. For the Lord is good. Sing praise to his name, for that is pleasant. For the Lord has chosen Jacob to be his own, Israel to be his treasured possession. I know that the Lord is great, that our Lord is greater than all gods. The Lord does whatever pleases him in the heavens and on earth, in the seas and all their depths. He makes clouds rise from the ends of the earth. He sends lightning with the rain and brings out the wind from his storehouses. He struck down the firstborn of Egypt, the firstborn of people and animals. He sent his signs and wonders into your midst, Egypt, against Pharaoh and all his servants. He struck down many nations and killed mighty kings. Sihon, king of the Amorites, Og, king of Bashan, and all the kings of Canaan. And he gave their land as an inheritance, an inheritance to his people Israel. Your name, Lord, endures forever, your renown, Lord, through all generations, for the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. The idols of the nation are silver and gold made by human hands. They have mouths, but cannot speak, eyes, but cannot see, they have ears, but cannot hear, nor is their breath in their mouths. Those who make them will be like them, and so will all who trust in them. All you Israelites, praise the Lord. House of Aaron, praise the Lord. House of Levi, praise the Lord. You who fear him, praise the Lord. Praise be to the Lord from Zion. To him who dwells in Jerusalem, praise the Lord. Joab was told, The king is weeping and mourning for Absalom. And for the whole army, the victory that day was turned into mourning, because on that day the troops heard it and said, The king is grieving for his son. The men stole into the city that day, as men steal in who are ashamed when they flee from battle. The king covered his face and cried aloud, O my son, Absalom! O Absalom, my son, my son! Then Joab went into the house to the king and said, Today you have humiliated all your men who have just saved your life and the lives of your sons and daughters and the lives of your wives and concubines. You love those who hate you and hate those who love you. You have made it clear today that the commanders and their men mean nothing to you. I see that you would be pleased if Absalom were alive today and all of us were dead. Now go and encourage your men. I swear by the Lord that if you don't go out, not a man will be left with you by nightfall. This will be worse for you than all the calamities that have come on you from your youth till now. So the king got up and took his seat in the gateway. When the men were told, The king is sitting in the gateway, they all came before him. Meanwhile, the Israelites had fled to their homes. Throughout the tribes of Israel, all the people were arguing amongst themselves, saying, The king delivered us from the hand of our enemies. He is the one who rescued us from the hand of the Philistines. But now he has fled the country to escape from Absalom. And Absalom, who we anointed to rule over us, has died in battle. So why do you say nothing about bringing the king back? King David sent this message to Zadok and Abiathar the priests. Ask the elders of Judah, Why should you be the last to bring the king back to his palace? since what is being said throughout Israel has reached the king at his quarters. You are my relatives, my own flesh and blood, so why should you be the last to bring back the king? And say to Amasa, You are not my own flesh and blood. May God deal with me, be it ever so severely, if you are not the commander of my army for life in place of Joab. He won over the hearts of the men of Judah, so that they were all of one mind. They sent word to the king, Return, you and all your men. Then the king returned and went as far as the Jordan. Now the men of Judah had come to Gilgal to go out and meet the king and bring him across the Jordan. Shimei, son of Gera, the Benjamite from Bahurim, hurried down with the men of Judah to meet King David. With him were a thousand Benjamites along with Zeba, the steward of Saul's household, and his fifteen sons and twenty servants. They rushed to the Jordan where the king was. They crossed at the ford to take the king's household over and do whatever he wished. When Shimei, son of Gera, crossed the Jordan, he fell prostrate before the king and said to him, May my lord not hold me guilty. Do not remember how your servant did wrong on the day my lord the king left Jerusalem. May the king put it out of his mind. For I, your servant, know that I have sinned But today I have come here as the first from the tribes of Joseph to come down and meet my lord the king. Then Abishai, son of Zariah, said, Shouldn't Shimei be put to death for this? He cursed the Lord's anointed. David replied, What does this have to do with you, you sons of Zariah? What right do you have to interfere? Should anyone be put to death in Israel today? Don't I know that today I am king over Israel? So the king said to Shimei, You shall not die. And the king promised him on oath. Mephiboseth, Saul's grandson, also went down to meet the king. He had not taken care of his feet or trimmed his mustache or washed his clothes from the day the king left until the day he returned safely. When he came from Jerusalem to meet the king, the king asked him, Why didn't you go with me, Mephiboseth? He said, My lord the king, since I, your servant, am lame, I said, I will have my donkey saddled, and I will ride on it, so I can go with the king. But Seba, my servant, betrayed me, and he has slandered your servant to my lord the king. My lord, the king is like an angel of God, so do whatever you wish. All my grandfather's descendants deserved nothing but death from my lord the king. But you gave your servant a place among those who eat at your table. So what right do I have to make any more appeals to the king? The king said to him, Why say more? I order you and Ziba to divide the land. Mephiboseth said to the king, Let him take everything, now that my lord the king has returned home safely. Barzillai the Gileadite also came down from Ragalim to cross the Jordan with the king and to send him on his way from there. Now Barzillai was very old, eighty years old of age. He had provided for the king during his stay in Mahanaim, for he was a very wealthy man. The king said to Barzillai, "'Cross over with me and stay with me in Jerusalem, and I will provide for you.' But Barzillai answered the king, "'How many more years will I live that I should go up to Jerusalem with the king?' "'I am now eighty years old. Can I tell the difference between what is enjoyable and what is not? Can your servant taste what he eats and drinks? Can I still hear the voices of male and female singers? Why should your servant be an added burden to my lord the king?' Your servant will cross over the Jordan with the king for a short distance. But why should the king reward me in this way? Let your servant return, that I may die in my own town near the tomb of my father and mother. But here is your servant Kimham. Let him cross over with my lord the king. Do for him whatever you wish. The king said, Kimham shall cross over with me, and I will do for him whatever you wish. And anything you desire from me, I will do for you. So all the people crossed the Jordan and the king crossed over. The king kissed Barzillai and bid him farewell, and Barzillai returned to his home. When the king crossed over to Gilgal, Kimham crossed with him. All the troops of Judah and half the troops of Israel had taken the king over. Soon all the men of Israel were coming to the king and saying to him, "Why did our brothers, the men of Judah, steal the king away and bring him and his household across the Jordan together with all his men?" All the men of Judah answered the men of Israel, We did this because the king is closely related to us. Why are you angry about it? Have we eaten any of the king's provisions? Have we taken anything for ourselves? Then the men of Israel answered the men of Judah, We have ten shares in the king, so we have a greater claim on David than you have. Why then do you treat us with contempt? Weren't we the first to speak of bringing back our king?" but the men of Judah pressed their claims even more forcefully than the men of Israel. 2 Samuel chapter 20 Now a troublemaker named Sheba, son of Bichri, a Benjamite, happened to be there. He sounded the trumpet and shouted, We have no share in David, no part in Jesse's son. Every man to his tent, Israel. So all the men of Israel deserted David to follow Sheba, son of Bichri, But the men of Judah stayed by their king all the way from the Jordan to Jerusalem. When David returned to his palace in Jerusalem, he took the ten concubines he had left to take care of the palace and put them in a house under guard. He provided for them but had no sexual relations with them. They were kept in confinement till the day of their death, living as widows. Then the king said to Amasa, Summon the men of Judah to come to me within three days and be here yourself. But when Amasa went to summon Judah, he took longer than the time the king had set for him. David said to Abishai, Now Sheba, son of Bikri, will do us more harm than Absalom did. Take your master's men and pursue him, or he will find fortified cities and escape from us. So Joab's men and the Kirathites and Pelathites and all the mighty warriors went out under the command of Abishai. They marched out from Jerusalem to pursue Sheba, son of Bikri. While they were at the great rock in Gibeon, Amasa came to meet them. Joab was wearing his military tunic and strapped over it at his waist was a belt with a dagger in its sheath. As he stepped forward, it dropped out of its sheath. Joab said to Amasa, How are you, my brother? Then Joab took Amasa by the beard with his right hand to kiss him. Amasa was not on his guard against the dagger in Joab's hand. And Joab plunged it into his belly, and his intestines spilled out on the ground. Without being stabbed again, Amasa died. Then Joab and his brother Abishai pursued Sheba son of Bikri. One of Joab's men stood beside Amasa and said, Whoever favors Joab and whoever is for David, let him follow Joab. Amasa lay wailing in his blood in the middle of the road, and the man saw that all the troops came to a halt there. When he realized that everyone who came up to Amasa stopped, he dragged him from the road into a field and threw a garment over him. After Amasa had been removed from the road, everyone went on with Joab to pursue Sheba son of Bikri. Sheba passed through all the tribes of Israel to Abel Beth Maakah and through the entire region of the Bikrites, who gathered together and followed him. All the troops with Joab came and besieged Seba and Abel Beth They built a siege ramp up to the city, and it stood against the outer fortifications. While they were battering the wall to bring it down, a wise woman called from the city, Listen, listen, tell Joab to come here so I can speak to him. He went to her, and she asked, Are you Joab? I am, he answered. She said, Listen to what your servant has to say. I am listening, he said. She continued, Long ago they used to say, Get your answer at Abel, and that settled it. We are the peaceful and faithful in Israel. You are trying to destroy a city that is a mother in Israel. Why do you want to swallow up the Lord's inheritance? Far be it from me, Joab replied. Far be it from me to swallow up or destroy. That is not the case. A man named Sheba, son of Bikri, from the hill country of Ephraim, has lifted up his hand against the king, against David. Hand over this one man, and I'll withdraw from the city. The woman said to Joab, His head will be thrown to you from the wall. Then the woman went to all the people with her wise advice, and they cut off the head of Sheba, son of Bikri, and threw it to Joab. So he sounded the trumpet, and his men dispersed from the city, each returning to his home, and Joab went back to the king in Jerusalem. Joab was over Israel's army, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was over the Carathites and the Pelathites. Adoniram was in charge of the forced labor, Jehoshaphat, son of Ahilud, was recorder, Shiva was secretary, Zadok and Abiathar were priests, and Ira, the Jerite, was David's priest. This concludes the reading for day 28. Let me give you just a few quick thoughts as we close our time together today. Our Psalms talked multiple times today about Zion. What is Zion? Well, first, it's a Canaanite hill fortress in Jerusalem that was captured by David, also called sometimes the city of David. Its name means mountain, so you might even see it said the mountain of Zion or Mount Zion. So when you hear one of the writers of the Bible talk about Zion, they are either talking about the place in Jerusalem that David had captured, or they are talking about Jerusalem itself. But there is still yet another major meaning of Zion whenever we read it. We find in Revelation 21 that a new Jerusalem will descend out of the heavens. And in this Jerusalem, there is a throne right in the middle of Zion. On this throne, Jesus himself will be seated. And what is the Zion that is referred to? None other than the people of God. You see, Zion represented to David a place of peace and comfort. It is where he chose to go to find the salvation of the Lord. Zion, as we move forward, becomes the city in which the Lord will dwell. Not a city made by buildings and shops, not one of streets and yards, but one made of people. Those who would allow the Lord to sit enthroned in their life. Listen again to Psalm 132 verses 13 through 14. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling, saying, This is my resting place forever and ever. Here I will sit enthroned, for I have desired it. You see, God's biggest desire is to sit enthroned, not on some far off distant palace, but right in the midst of his people. David called to the tribe of Judah and asked, Why haven't you brought me back to the palace? By doing this, David was making sure that his royal family line as seen as putting him back into power. He's reconciling this plan that God had for bringing the Messiah through the line of Judah. In the same way, God is actively restoring people back into the city of Zion so that he can sit enthroned once again in the middle of his people. Take joy today in knowing that you are the very city that the king desires to dwell in it is you who is part of Zion, seated around the throne of the Most High. So may you find joy in the Lord today. May you position him on the throne of your heart. And may you find great value as the King of Zion brings you rest. That's all the time we have for today. I love you and God bless.